2: the time it's a Wednesday so over the hump we go and it's the last day of January which hang on stop the music adjustment oh I I, I gotta deal with this in 2023 we got to around you know December and I thought December already I'm still working on February honestly the, the year had just blown by so fast I did a lot in that year but it blown by so fast I know that happens to you too we're getting near the end of the first month of this year and already i need things to just slow the hell down today's show is sponsored by armpit hair dye because waving goodbye should be more colorful and that was inspired by people who actually do color their armpit hair Uh, ladies too trigger warning (laughs)
3: And feel free to participate.
2: This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Now, I want to get this out of the way real quick here. Yesterday, I started the program by telling you that a congresswoman had uh, nominated Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize. And she's actually in a position to do so. So just one more time to remind you. A New York congresswoman nominated Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, she said Donald Trump was uh, instrumental in the facilitating of the first new peace agreements in the Middle East, the first in 30 years. Uh, She said the first uh, in decades, bureaucrats, foreign policy professionals and international organizations couldn't seem to get that done. But he did. So okay, she nominated him for. I'm, I'm mentioning this because you're not going to hear this on other news media outlets unless, as I showed you with Yahoo News yesterday, they use it as an opportunity afterwards to tear the guy down. That's who they are. So for all the Trump fans out there, Trump, 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 Trump. good. I hope that made you feel a whole lot better because the next thing I'm going to play for you is really going to be annoying, and I'm sorry about that. I just. Okay, so this was a debate. The debate comes from the cult of climate change, uh, debating someone who's, well, obviously the opposite of that, right? During the course of the debate, the woman who was speaking, who believes in the climate hysteria, tried to make the argument that eating meat is racist.
4: Hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. Our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. If you eat animals, you take up more climate space. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Men in the West are taunted to renew their man card by eating meat because that's what real men do.
2: I see, yeah, okay. So now, you know, she didn't try to explain any of that. She just threw out all of those accusations. It's misogyny and it's racist and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, all the way down the list. No explanation as to why that's the case you're just supposed to believe it because she said it. And somehow or other, that's supposed to get you to give up eating meat. Now, I could have played the rest of what she said. It went on for quite a bit. I'm at least pleased to say that as she spoke on occasion from the people in the room, and there was an audience there, there would be just laughter. I And she would try to quiet down the laughter and then continue on because people just could not believe what she was saying. So here's the setup for this. This was Oxford University. A debate that was going on between Jeff McCanahan and Carol Adams on... I know you don't know those names, neither do I. Uh, let see. It goes on here to talk about what she said. Uh, okay. Oh, in the sexual politics of meat, I introduced the concept of animals as absent uh, reference. In order to be eaten, animals just uh, disappear as living beings. They're just killed. They disappear conceptually. In other words, we don't think of them as living beings. They're just food. Well, tell that to a lion, for example, who's hungry, a cat who sees a mouse, for that matter. Approximately ninety percent of American Native Americans were killed or erased, for to shelter colonialism. She says, you know, and on and on she goes like this. Oh, this goes on for quite a bit. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it just continues on and on. But this was a debate at Oxford University, and the woman would like to be taken very seriously on this. Rianne from Fort Danger, dude, why are you doing this to your audience first thing in the morning? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I should. I tell you what. Okay, I tell you what. I tell you what, Rianne. I'll go ahead and put that away. Okay. And I'll go ahead and call this up. Because Rianne is just really annoyed by this lady. And I could say more about her. I mean, obviously, that I, I could. But I tell you what, Rhian. Uh Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm setting this up here. And there he is there. Okay. Uh, hey, Ryan a congresswoman nominated Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize. So, Trump, 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 Trump,
0: Trump,
2: Trump, Trump. That make you feel a whole lot better than. And of course, the news media is either going to ignore this, or like with Yahoo News, they say that that he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, and then there's like four paragraphs after that where they do nothing but say bad things about Trump. But anyway, he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And that's something funny just to tweak the left because it is actually a legitimate nomination. Now, there's no way in hell he's going to win it. Just like when Rush Limbaugh was nominated by two guys on the Nobel Committee for a Nobel Peace Prize. Two guys nominated him. And so Limbaugh was having fun for years on the air, not just saying himself, but running liners in and out of commercial breaks, said he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And that just was to tweak the left on how illegitimate and fraudulent the Nobel Peace Prize has become over the years. And yesterday, I explained why. So just to make you feel a whole lot better, I'm just reminding you again, your guy, Trump, has been officially, it is official, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Now, I'd like to know, How many news organizations... Here, I'm just going to do this for the fun of it. Just absolutely for the fun of it. Let's see. uh, I'm going to try CNN. Um, I want to know if CNN wrote about it. Okay, does CNN report it? Okay, this is funny. Um CNN has two articles up. Trump seems to think he's already won the Nobel Peace Prize. That's CNN. Also, Trump's nomination for Nobel Peace Prize is fake, says CNN. Here's another one. Someone nominated Trump for Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. So when CNN... uh, Trump says, everyone thinks I deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Donald Trump noted, no, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize again. Oh, I didn't know he had been nominated before. Okay. Let's see. And then there's a, there, there's a few people. Let me see. A Japanese prime minister refuses to deny the nomination of U.S. President Donald Trump. So using CNN as an example, you can see what the news media has to do with that. But as for the rest of you, you know, you're all out there. I know he's not gonna win it, but still, I mean, come on. So why do you drink coffee
1: every day? Gonna die without it? No.
0: But you might. Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. Wake up Wyoming goes anywhere you do. With the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for
2: Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. 6.23 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, completely different subject now. So I have a friend of mine, no names mentioned, Jim, who just really hates flying United Airlines out of Wyoming. Or just United in general because of a list of bad experiences okay fine i've flown united and i've had some bad experiences but the same kind of experience i had with any other airline so i really couldn't blame united i read this today though this is a united airlines press release our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day That's why we plan for 50% of our 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women or people of color. All right, now, you might wonder why this is back in uh, 2021 they started doing this, right? Why I would look at this and think, okay, see, here's why I have a problem. And my problem is when it comes to being a pilot of an airline, that really is a, a position where we want the best on that flight deck up there, or you could call it the cockpit for somebody on those bigger planes they call it the flight deck. So you want the pilot and co-pilot to be the best. For that matter, the same crew that's serving you, I mean, the stewards don't necessarily just get you snacks. They are there to secure the airplane and make sure everything's running properly in the back. And if it looks like there is a problem, they're the ones who make sure that you have the best chance of getting out alive. So that flight crew in the back of the airplane is really important. And that's, once again, where I want the best. Considering you're going to be at like 40-some thousand feet at 500 miles an hour in a pressurized cockpit, I mean, that's, it's really important that the people performing this task are the best. And I have been impressed over the years. There was one case where this happened a few years ago. remember in Denver, there's a place, a plane that took off. And one of its engines, the uh, rotors inside the jet engine, had, well, stress over the years. And they broke apart and destroyed the engine. Okay, so with one engine left, and you can go online and listen to the audio. The pilot and co-pilot talk about professional. Lord, they were so good. I listened to that audio several times over. They were so good. As they turned that plane right around, brought it in in, on one engine, and in fact, the pilot greased the landing. And they were as calm as could be. Now, they had practiced that multiple times in a flight simulator. I mean, over and over and over again. These guys go through constant nonstop training. Sully... I, they made a movie about the guy, Sully. This is the guy who he and his co-pilot took off from. Uh, well, they're in New York. Was it LaGuardia in New York? I forget which airport they took off from. But anyway, uh, then there was a flock of birds that flew into both engines, and here they are trying to bring the plane back. Can they land at an airport? Do they had? They didn't have enough altitude. They weren't going to make it. He landed the plane in the Hudson, and did it. Perfectly Between the pilot and co-pilot, they landed that plane just perfectly. And the whole way there, if you listen to the flight recording of them, they sound as calm and professional as can be as they're just working the problem. But that's what their training is. So when it comes to not just the pilot and co-pilot, but the crew behind them, considering what they're doing, don't you want the best? I do. So this idea... Let's go back. I'll go ahead and read this again. This is from United Airlines. Our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. That's why we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women and people of color. And my answer to that is what I would like to see is simply just the best, whatever that looks like. I'm not really concerned what, what that looks like. I don't care. When I walk onto an airplane... I don't care about how the the height or the weight or the gender or the race. I don't care about any of that. I want to know that the two people up front there were the best that the class had to offer. When people came to apply for the job, they were among the best, especially if you wind up in an emergency. I want the best. I don't want diversity. I want the best. Whatever that looks like is fine with me. And as I walk back through the airplane and I pass by the different stewards, I want to know that they're the best too. I don't care what they look like. That's not my concern. I want to know that they are well-trained. They're not just people who give you a couple of snacks. Again, what they do in the back of that airplane is really important, especially in an emergency, and they go through a lot of constant training to keep up a, a high level. Just to make sure that if there is a problem, everybody's getting out safely. That's what they're there for. And I want the best. So, yeah, when it comes to United Airlines, now I'm actually starting to worry a little bit because they're not looking for the best. They're looking for what looks good to make some kind of social political statement, which is not what they should be doing. All right. Coming up on 630 local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it after that. Phone number is 888 woods 888 woods When you hear Don Day's extended forecast, 645, you got a couple nice days of niceness left, and then things really start to change up. He'll explain in that weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
0: Holder. Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio.
2: 36 at a time. Wake up, my well, means so much to talk about, so little time. They only give me four hours every day to do all this. Okay. Now, let's go down to Denver. Morning, Colorado. You're up on this one. <clears throat> Denver cracks down after taking more illegal immigrants than pretty much anywhere else at this, right now at this stage. Story says the city of Denver will begin ordering, it says, foreign national migrants, illegal immigrants, in its shelters to leave on February 5th after they have spent a certain number of days in the facility. Denver is the top destination per capita for foreign migrants, illegal immigrants, who have crossed into our country over the international border with Mexico and been ferried to a jurisdiction by buses paid for by the state of Texas with about 40,000 having arrived, according to reports by NBC News, due to overcrowding, the city will begin evicting individuals who have remained in the system for 42 days. In accordance with Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the number 42. According to a January 17th report, uh, local news organizations and so on are saying this. So, quote, just yesterday, my children started throwing away the toys and bicycles in the common area, said one mother from Venezuela. I understand why she doesn't want to go back to Venezuela, by the way. They turned socialist, so obviously. We don't know where to go next, she added having received an eviction notice from the city. Denver, I, I love this. <clears throat> so the news the news reporter decided to write this next line. Denver, the capital city of Colorado, well, I hope you know that, anyway. And the city of approximately 713,000, within city limits, that is, is currently sheltering about 4,400 illegal immigrants through contracts and hotels, Denver reported. By September of 20, okay, well, it gives the numbers, all right, 25 million, it costs about $25 million a year to do this. The city's Democrat mayor has estimated that the illegal immigrant housing, schooling, health care, and other services will cost about $100 million in 2024. The city's hospital has already provided $10 million in uncompensated medical services. Many of the illegal immigrants have taken to manual work to earn some money to exit the system. That's good. The phenomena of illegal immigrants washing cars at intersection has increased. That's where they'll walk up and just offer to wash your car, for anything for money, whatever. just give me, I need some work." Quote, "We want to see expanded work author- authorization, and we want availability for those people to be able to find jobs and get paid regularly. Said John Ewing, an officer with the Denver Human Services. We want to give them a fighting chance to do that, but we're limited on what we can do. Until then, many will remain on the streets and being evicted from shelters. All right. So, yeah, Denver's just saying we're going to go ahead and kick them out of the shelter at this point, at some point. Now, where they go after that, don't know. I do have a story up on the Wake Up Wyoming site. So your Wyoming congressman, uh, Congresswoman Harriet Hageman, got into a bit of an argument, not surprising, with someone during a hearing about all of this. And she wanted to know. This was the gist of her question. She wanted to know from the gentleman that she was interviewing, well, isn't this the Biden administration commandeering the resources of the states. And what she means by that is when states like Texas are filled up or Colorado are filled up or pick your state, the state then has to spend a lot of its resources. And a lot of these states were cash-strapped as it was. They now have to spend a lot of their resources on these illegal immigrants. In fact, let me go back to some of the numbers because the mayor is saying of Denver that could this could cost about $100 million in 2024. And they spend it on all sorts of things, not just food and housing, but clothing, schooling, hospitals. So that could end up costing the city about $100 million. So isn't that, because the Biden administration is not defending the border, isn't that essentially the Biden administration commandeering the resources of the city or the state where these people are? If the Biden administration had been enforcing the law, it'd be a different circumstance. I thought that was an interesting argument for her to make the article about that is on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. But okay, in the meantime, where do you think these people go then as Denver runs out of resources? So they got to start evicting these people. Now what? Because last estimate, there was about 40,000 in the state. So they go where? Yeah, I, I I don't know at this point. I don't think the Biden administration thought that out. You can't control how good a day you're going to have, but you can control how weird a day everybody else has. Be the weirdest, most confusing, unhinged
0: part of everybody's day. Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on Pay2Radio. Join the conversation
2: at 888 97 Woods. 6:48. is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming, off to the ice box We go Frank Gambino waiting by. So somebody down in the kitchen there put Girl Scout cookies. I'm sorry. Somebody put crack cocaine in. Oh, to, I I, you
5: know. I saw that. So, you know, and, and they're luring them in. Oh, God. You know, it's so like, yeah. all right, you have two, but you're going to, like, will you buy nine boxes? Uh-huh, and you're right, like, well, I'll right, take 12. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now, I challenge anybody this. If people are going to walk over, especially because there's a box of Thin Mints there, right? And they're gonna walk over and say I'm just gonna have one no they're like chips no yeah I'm gonna have one bag one, <laughs> one side of the box that whole bag is mine and then the rest of you well you know first come first serve so if I get this done fast enough you won't even know that this box was here and then there's it was always fun to watch those people who are acting like they're going to resist but you can tell by the way they're walking by the kitchen that they're eyeing it and they'll be in the kitchen whenever they think that you're not looking. You know what, we'll just
5: I think we all should just come in and go go down there together and say, yeah, okay, d- we have so up. many cookies. You get one, you get one, you get no, that's one, right. you get dip one up. yeah.
2: Now I wanna know who put this bait yeah, out th- for Bait us. is a good way to put it. I also notice I have a theory, it's a conspiracy theory, I know. We used to have a receptionist up front. Yeah. Now we don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason we don't have a receptionist is when somebody puts goodies there. They're all we gone. don't we don't want some judgmental person staring at us every time we go by to steal some. I am not so,
5: I'm not judgmental. No,
2: you're not you're not the receptionist. No. <laughs> we used to have a person at the desk right there. Yeah. And that person at the desk would watch people go by And pretend that they weren't going to grab a cookie. And then I would grab one of the cookies and and give it to the receptionist. Oh, so you would bribe the receptionist. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm... If if not, they were there first
5: before I even got there.
2: Okay, all right. But that's why I think they got rid of the receptionist downstairs is so we can go ahead and steal stuff. So the boss could steal stuff, the goodies, without feeling like they're being judged.
5: You know what? Judge judge me all you want.
2: You're just going to have them.
5: No, yeah. So okay, all you want. I, all I, I'm, right. I'm guilty, and yeah, you know, it, the other part of the the Girl Scout cookie thing is that in, in, in nowadays, I mean, you get hit, you get hit from like five different directions.
2: You do, yeah. You're
5: yeah. Like, all right, uh, we're selling over here. We're, no, we're selling here, over here. here. They're, they're, uh, the, la- just, last yeah. year, okay. out in front of the grocery
2: store, two, yeah, two of the
5: Girl Scouts were there with like. A hundred oh, boxes.
2: God, and here's the thing, Frank. I'm going to go by what I always said. I read the th- the box this morning. The thin mints box serves eight. Right. Yeah. Eight minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's, well, not, no, there's no way it serves eight people. No, no way. Men's college basketball
5: from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys improved the 5-3 and three in Mountain West play, 12-9 and nine overall, with an 83-72 win over the Air Force down in Colorado Springs. The Pokes had a great night from the land of three, hitting 12 of 19 attempts. You don't see many teams go 63% from three-point land in a contest, but that's what UW did. Brendan Wenzel had a hot hand. He sank a half a dozen threes. He was and from the free throw line and finished with 25 points. Mason Walters had 22. The Air Force hit 13 threes out of 33 attempts. They fall the 1-7 in league play, 8-12 overall. Cowboys will be in Vegas on Saturday to meet UNLV. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team in Vegas tonight to meet UNLV. Both teams are 7-1 in Mountain West play, so both teams will find out what they're really made of tonight. UW 12-7 overall, and UNLV is 17-2. That's a 7-30 start tonight from Las Vegas. Girls High School basketball from over the weekend. First on Friday, Cheyenne's got to 14-2 on the year with a 58-41 win over Cheyenne Central, so Central drops to 11-4. Kelly Walsh improved the 4-10 with a 40-38 win over Rock Springs. Natrona lost to Sheridan 59-47 and Newcastle beat Glenrock 42-36. On Saturday, Natrona absorbed a 55-22 loss to Cody to drop to 3-10. Rock Springs over Cheyenne South 52-12. Douglas beat Glenrock 74-19. Upton over Midwest 64-6 and Wright a winner over KC 60 6 66- to 26. In football, Wyoming Cowboy graduate linebacker Easton Gibbs will be in the East-West Shrine Bowl All-Star game that'll be tomorrow in Frisco, Texas. It's a great place to be seen by NFL scouts, etc., etc. Gibbs was 8th in school history in tackles with 362 and a first-team all Mountain West Conference selection. High school wrestling from last night, the Thunder Basin boys who won the Ron tournament over the weekend in Riverton beat Kelly Walsh in a duel 39-28. Tonight, Laramie will be a giant central for a duel. College wrestling, the Wyoming Cowboys will host South Dakota State in a duel in Larry tomorrow night South Dakota State comes in ranked 11th in the country and UW's coming off a duel win over Northern Colorado the last time out so in duel so far this year the pokes are six and five and that's in sports
2: okay so I'm, I'm not believing this Frank Mandy may is sending this a note I have a box of thin mints if you want them okay it's a box when she picks the box up to deliver it It's a quarter of a box by the time she gets to the car. It's yeah. half a box on the way here. How many cookies are going to be left yeah. by the time she gets to the front door?
5: I, I, I thought maybe it was one of those things. I've got cookies. Yes, yes. That's
2: kind of creepy, Mandy, too, you know. I've got I mean, cookies. Just, see, see what Frank's doing there? That's what it sounds like, Frank. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Thank you, Frank, coming up on uh, Mandy. I appreciate it, but you're a drug pusher, is essentially what you're saying there. Okay, coming up on local business, News Time, national, local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Cold seven oh six the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is glenn Woods, thanks for joining me Wednesday, so over the hump we go. Phone well, number to get involved, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-WOODS. Today's show is sponsored by Armpit Hair Dye. Because waving goodbye should be more colorful. It's sponsored by a real thing. People who, including young ladies, will let their armpit hair grow out and dye various colors. For your amusement, anyway. Okay, a couple of things. I, well, several people I have to respond to. I say uh, Fire Pit Paul heard in the news that Biden is going to Palestine, Ohio. That's He's about a year late. They had a problem there in Palestine, Ohio, where it was what, basically a chemical release and so on. And the town is pretty much empty, even though it's safe to return. So about a year later, he's going back there. All right, so Fire Pit Ball says Biden is going to East Palestine, Ohio, because he wants to offer aid to Hamas. (laughs) see, Palestine, get it? Yeah, okay. But as usual, Biden's offering aid to everybody except uh, Americans. And if you're a hardworking American, he'll make sure to take that away from you. Not to worry about it. Don't worry, he's got you. Now, also a discussion here about Girl Scout cookies, because someone put some Girl Scout cookies in the kitchen downstairs. I was talking about Frank you know, with Frank and me, you know about it. I have to correct myself, not Girl Scout cookies, uh, better known as crack cocaine, where I always complain, if you read the side of the box, it says serves eight. Now, so, so, you know, what they mean by that is serves eight minutes. Yeah, not serves eight people. Uh, one of those box of thin mints is about eight minutes worth of cookies. And then you're kind of done with the whole thing. So, Mike from Leeds, South Dakota. So, to kidnap you and Frank, I just park a van out front with free thin mints painted on the side. That's about right. And you'll have Frank and I in the van in no time at all. With Miss Mary, pull a van up that says free puppies. And she's done. And even if she knows she's going to be kidnapped and tortured and murdered, she admits that she's just going to climb right in. So, not a problem. Let's see. Um uh, uh, Ida John Granite Canyon. The Girl Scout, the Girl Scouts could teach drug dealers a thing or two. How do you turn down those little girls in front of Walmart? Yeah, I know. See, they look at you with those big round eyes. Wanna buy some cookies, Mister? What well, yeah, you're supposed to say? No. You're going to hell if you do. And if you do say no and you actually pass them by, have you seen the movie Children of the Corn? Yeah. So we all end up buying them anyway Then we lie to ourselves as we head toward the box We're just going to eat one You're just going to take one Of the bags that's inside the box And you'll end up finishing that in just a couple of minutes But you just had one I'm just going to take one Box And pound it right now We all know how this works Okay Cowboys State daily Yesterday, I told you the story about some Cheyenne families that there was a big water main that just busted open. And the problem is, since it flooded out a bunch of houses in an area, who has to pay for that? Many of the homeowners can't really afford to pay for this kind of damage. The insurance companies are saying, well, don't look at us. You're not covered for this. Go talk to the city. It's their water main. And the city is saying, well, don't look at us. We, we're we going to repair the water main, but what damage happened to your house is on you. And so round and round this goes. So, okay. Uh, the story from Cowboy State Daily, before last week, Landon Median, I'm probably just destroying his name there, didn't know anyone at all on Darnell Place in Cheyenne, where several homes were inundated by a literal river of water after a 12-inch city water main shattered from freezing and thawing on a hillside where it was located. Not knowing anyone in the neighborhood? Didn't stop him. He's knocking on every door in person, notebook in hand, checking in with members of the neighborhood. He said, I'm just checking on everyone that was affected and we're doing a couple of fundraisers Some meal trains and so on to try to get people some help in the neighborhood. They, that particular resident said, hadn't uh, affected. Okay, they talked to some residents there. Not a joke. Some people are seriously affected by this, and some homeowners are facing bills anywhere from thirty thousand to eighty thousand dollars to fix all of this. So, yeah, I mean, this is quite a, a hit. In some cases, some people think that perhaps it could even be just declared an act of God since it was not a, you know, the thawing and cooling and so on, the temperatures. I mean, that's like something being struck by lightning is what they're saying. Which I wonder, well, could the pipe have been buried deeper? I don't know. I would like to look into that. But how in the world do these homeowners pay for all of that? So there's a crowdsourcing help. Let's see. The flooding there, a food pantry is jumping in. Two large industrial dumpsters have been pulled into the area. Okay, and there's also some crowdsourcing going on to try to raise money for some of these people as well. So if you'd like to learn more about it, there's a story on Cowboy State Daily about how people are trying to pull together to figure out exactly how to deal with this. And I'm really not sure that at this point, we'll see, if the city is gonna do anything more than just repair the pipe and get that going again. The damage done to the homes, looks like it's gonna be up to the homeowners. And once again, I really would like to know from the insurance companies, you ask the insurance companies, don't I have some kind of flood insurance, something like that? Insurance companies are not stepping up even either and they have their reasons as well. So when you're talking about a bill that can be anywhere from 30 to $80,000, depending on the damage, and then you also got to wonder, some of these people have to deal with this immediately because you get all that water in there, here comes the mold and mildew. And that happens fast. I mean, really fast. So this is a problem that has to be dealt with fast. And where do they come up with the money to do this? Okay. I And I don't know. I, I really feel for the people. But uh, find the Cowboy State Daily article. Also, go ahead and check your social media like Facebook. I know there's some crowdsourcing out there to try to raise some money to help people as well folks are trying to get organized to do what they can for each other and if you're someone who can pitch in and help i'm sure people of the neighborhood would love to hear something from you as well i'd like to know a little bit more is there anything that the city can do or anything more we can hear from the insurance companies if they can help out anyway rather than no pun intended just leaving people hanging high and dry which is pretty much what's happening right now okay so that's the latest i know on the story right now and thanks to cowboy state daily for keeping up on that if we get more information i'll pass it on to you and maybe even with uh some links to those crowdsourcing funds or other information not just for people in the neighborhood but for people outside of the neighborhood if they want to jump in and help not just from cheyenne but from around the state as well hey man you want some chicken pot pie hell yeah dude those
0: are my three favorite things yep there you have it a new level of crazy and you heard it here first live and local all across wyoming wake up wyoming with glenn woods on k2 radio join in at 888-97 woods or the wake up wyoming mobile app 7:19
2: 7:19 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. All right, some people are starting to answer me on the whole Cheyenne story. For those who don't know, there's a neighborhood in Cheyenne, a water main broke. Man, some people woke up with some flooding, basements flooded out, things like that. And the insurance companies are saying, don't look at us. And the city is saying, we're fixing the water main. But other than that, I mean, what happened to your house is your problem. And some of these bills can be anywhere from thirty to $80,000 in repair. And homeowners need to get on it because you know how fast that mold can build up. So thank you, Michelle, or she goes by Chell. She writes, and she's using the Wake Up Wyoming app, by the way. She's hitting the chat option on the Wake Up Wyoming app, which is free at your app store, and sending me this note. I am a personal insurance agent. Some policies have an add-on for buried utility lines that might cover something like this up to the limit on the policy. Emphasis on might. Might. Typical limits usually about ten thousand dollars per occurrence. Uh, see that can be a problem because some of the damage goes way beyond that. But various insurance companies may offer something different. There's also uh, what st- standalone policies that people purchase for very those very utility lines. Unfortunately, outside of that, an insurance company won't take responsibility for something that didn't happen on the property or their home. <clears throat> okay. And even then, from what I'm reading there. Well, we cover like up to ten thousand dollars. Hey, some of the damage went way beyond that. Idie John says, a question for the city is how old is the main and when was it last surveyed? Kevin and Wheatland supposed to bury the line. Now I I don't know I don't know the line, the, the water line that we're talking about here. I don't know If it was buried, I would bet it was. How buried it was, I don't know. So, to me, it is a little surprising that there's a water line in Wyoming that wasn't buried enough to solve the problem of extreme cold. Because we know what temperatures do around here, so you would think it would be buried enough. Now, having said that, I have not been there to the site. I'm not someone who... You should ask, get an expert out there who knows and can look at the water line and decide if there was a mistake in the way they buried it or not, because it's been that cold before and something hasn't happened, or is it just something that happened over, not just this past cold snap, but over years of being there and years of stress and eventually the thing just gave way. Either way, whatever the case is, these homeowners are really stuck many of them with really big bills. And it would be nice if somebody could come along and give them a hand, which is one of the reasons why a crowdsourcing or GoFundMe is one of the types that they do for people maybe to try to lend them a hand. And a lot of the neighbors are pulling together to see what they can do to help each other out because they really don't have a whole lot else where to go. I would like to see the city step up and do a little bit more than just fix the water main. I understand this can be really expensive, for the city of cheyenne but a little help would be nice in my opinion all right so if you know any more folks i appreciate you sending me those notes because yeah when it comes to insurance companies and what the city's liable for and why i'll just have to say i don't know any more than what you just heard me say so i'll wait for some people who know quite a bit more especially if you live in those neighborhoods or you know someone who does I'd love to hear from you. So, eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S, and we'll see what we can do to lend a hand to some of these people. All right. Side story: This is on the Wake Up Wyoming site, and I did like this story, and I'm not surprised. Wyoming leads the country in self employment. Now, the first thing I think of when self-employment, because a lot of times you think of the gig economy or people working from home on computers, and we'll certainly get into that. But now, first off, farmers, ranchers, and how many other lines of work out there, including the energy industry, oil and gas. Most people in the oil and gas industries are small mom and pop businesses. So, yeah, a lot of what we do is self-employment, but reading on. Just one-third of Wyoming's 436,564 full and part-time jobs in 2022 were self-employed, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. That proportion was the highest in the U.S. Similar to wage and salary employment, self-employment measures jobs as opposed to workers on a full and part-time basis. Nationally, the share of self-employment was at twenty-five point six percent. Florida, thirty-one percent. Montana, twenty-nine percent. Texas, twenty-nine percent. We are the only see. Uh, yep, yeah, I think we're the only state that exceeded twenty-nine percent. District of Columbia, thirteen percent. West Virginia, 20%. Wisconsin, 20%. Indiana, about 20%. And it's all 20 point something percent if you really want to get technical. But for example, for the past 50 years, between 1972 and 2022, wage and salary and employment has doubled, while self-employment has more than quadrupled in the U.S., but also in Wyoming. And the pandemic upped that number quite a bit, including in Wyoming. From 2019 to 2022, self-employment in the state grew to 32.2%. Okay, that's quite a bit compared to the rest of the nation. Quote, many individuals turned to self-employment as a result of job losses, income uncertainty, and many people started their own businesses to pursue freelance work due to the labor market. And here's something that I like when I read this. There's a reason I am reading this to you. Every so often we come across this idea of, well, we have to increase the minimum wage to help those poor people out there. And my answer is give yourself a raise. If you're not making enough money or you would just like to make more money, give yourself a raise. Do what you got to do. Now, that might be something you can do at work to make more money. That could certainly be part of it. But then also when you get off your regular job, what else do you do to give yourself a raise? And that could be, besides a side gig, that could also be, and you go back to college or trade school or something to get more skills so you can go ahead and become worth more, whatever that might be. So, quote, a number of professionals and contractors have been taking advantage of telework capabilities and less populated areas like Wyoming is a great place to find employees like that. And say they cover one company covers all of the US and also includes in Wyoming real estate, rental leasing showed the highest portion of self-employment with 87.6% followed by finance and insurance at 77 and farming At 73%, you know, it it goes on and on like that. In general characteristics of an industry and market, it says, demands greater influence in the number of self-employed in a specific sector. And then it goes on to break it down across the state. So across the state, Sheridan County had the highest percentage of self-employed jobs, 50%. Followed by, let me see, Johnson County, 47%, Crook County, 42%, Lincoln at 41, Niobrara, 42, Teton, 41. Let's see, the uh, Sweetwater County had the smallest proportion where there was only 19.6%. But the basis of of all of this, of all of this, oh, Carbon County, about 26%. But really, when it comes down to all of this, this gets right down to what I was uh, saying over the years, have said, folks. When it comes to, gosh, I'm not making enough money. Some people want to turn to the government to give them a raise. Raise that minimum wage. They want to turn to the president. The economy's bad. What can the president do? Nothing, really. If you want to make more money, what do you do to give yourself a raise? To make yourself more worthwhile, therefore people pay you more? Or to go out there with a side gig or maybe just become self-employed. And whatever whatever the case is, it's up to you because it's a free market economy. Mandy May and Casper, what responsibility did the city of Casper take when the landfill caught fire uh-huh. and homes east of Casper got burned down? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. All right, coming up on local news update on your weather forecast after that, then we get back into it. 7.45, Don Day joins me. And we talk your weather forecast. Two more nice days of niceness. And then the whole thing starts to change. We'll explain how. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
0: Colder. Polish off that tin hat. You'll need it for this one. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Available on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming app.
2: 7 36 the time. Wake up Wyoming Wednesday over the hump we go. Two days left of nice weather. I'll talk to Day about that with day weather coming up at 745. Okay, so different topic here, but I, I'm going to relate it back to here in Wyoming. So I've we've had several since I've been on the air in Wyoming several school marms. Now, if you want to know the school marm, I mean in Cheyenne, there's the Wyoming Superintendent of Public Instruction, which is too long of a name. So I just call them the school marm. Simple enough, right? Okay i've asked each and every one of them while i've been in wyoming so when it comes to how expensive wyoming schools are because other states are getting better results in school but they're spending a lot less money per student are we administratively too top heavy and each and every one of those school marms said yes they believe so we our schools now that's up to your local district by the way that's not a state thing the state gives money to your local district, your local district figures out how to spend that money. But in the opinion of all of these different school moms, school superintendents for the state, they've all thought that your local school districts around Wyoming spend too much money on administrators. So we could get the same quality or better education with less bureaucracy. Now I'm going to give you an extreme example of bureaucracy all right. Cornell University. This is one of the reasons why college is so expensive and doesn't need to be this expensive. By the way, college these days, many universities are heavily funded, not just by their states, but by the federal government. And you know what happens when all that free money starts rolling in, right? Okay, so... Cornell has one administrator for every two undergrads. The story says Cornell University employs one administrator for every two undergrad students, according to an analysis by the College Fix. During the 2022 23 school year, most recent data available, the university had 7,764 full-time administrators and support staff. According to information, the school filed with the federal integrated pre-secondary education data says, boy, these names, the administrator and support staff and management student and academic affairs division, another long name, public relations, administrator support, maintenance, legal, other non-academic departments. Full. So this is, well, let me go back and do this again, because this is. All of the departments, administrators, support staff, including management, students, uh, and student academic affairs divisions, IT, public relations, administrative support, maintenance, legal, and other non-academic departments. Full-time student enrollment that year was 15,685, making the ratio of undergrads to administrators about 495 staff members to 1,000 or a two-to-one ratio. Wow, so imagine if they got rid of that, how much money they could save. And for that matter, they could drop tuition by how much, making it easier to get into the school. A lot of what I just read there can just go away. A great example, University of Wyoming, I've been picking on this for quite a while. Our own University of Wyoming, of course, has a Department of Diversity and Inclusion, like all other universities have. And I've been saying for years, close it down. Close down your Department of Diversity and Inclusion. Just shut it down. Don't need it. And it's not just one person who runs it. That person has a staff, and they have a pretty good-sized budget. Shut it down. Save all that money. And I would take that savings, and I would give it as a reduction to students' tuition. Then while we're at it, what else can we get rid of? how this works. Now, if this were private sector, completely private sector, if the school did not get any funding from the state or the federal government, they were 100% funded by by tuition and maybe some work they did on the side. A lot of times sports brings in extra money, you know. Then how streamlined do you think they would be? Now, I know this because over my years of working... I know many of you have done the same thing. You're working for a company and the company decides to streamline in order to remain a viable company. you got to be lean and mean in order to be a company that really makes it. So what do you cut? And I've even found with the company that I'm currently working for, uh, yeah, there would be uh, – well, the, over the years, uh, quite a few people are no longer with the company. I'm sorry to say – sorry to see them go – but there were a lot of positions that they closed down and consolidated in order to streamline this company and make it more cost-effective and efficient. And it works. And we do a really good job, actually, with fewer people. We're, doing, we're more productive with fewer people. Unfortunately, governments and universities haven't figured this out.
1: Y'all, I seen somebody wearing a shirt today that said, my warm-up is your workout. Yeah, well, my casual
5: drinking... Is your alcohol
0: poisoning? We certainly hope that anyone who might have been offended by that is already listening to another radio station and missed it. For the rest of you, that was cool, wasn't it? If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice
2: heard. AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.45 7.45 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off. We go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, Don, so it's not a two-minute warning. We got a two-day warning.
1: Yeah, two-day warning, two more days. of just spectacular weather. I mean, how yeah. could you have any better than this in late January?
2: Yeah, really. nice. Now, for other people that have been looking at this weather going, what the hell is going on? It's not that this doesn't happen. In fact, this can be kind of typical for this time of year.
1: Oh, yeah. Has anybody heard of a January thaw? I mean, uh, not too long ago, we had temperatures approaching 40 below in this state. Right. You know, that was just a couple weeks ago. So, but weather is very much what have you done for me lately. Sure. We tend to forget things like that.
2: Okay. Now, as things begin to change up, we're not talking like overnight blizzard here, but things do get wetter.
1: Things do get wetter. We have a very powerful storm. I mean, this is a very impressive storm. that's off the coast of Northern California right now. If anybody has a chance to see a satellite image you don't see systems this big and this well formed like this all the time and it's coming in and will be a big weather maker along the west coast over the next two days initially the the first push of moisture gets right up to the continental divide by friday morning so we're going to see snow in the far western parts of the state by then uh but for the rest of the state today and tomorrow we'll stay mild and we'll stay fair But as we get into Friday night and Saturday, not that whole storm, but a piece of it comes over the divide and reforms into a a pretty strong storm over southeastern Colorado. And that's going to act like a straw and just suck moisture right out of the Gulf of Mexico and the plains and bring it northwestward back into Wyoming. And and so as we get into late Friday night, but especially Saturday into early Sunday, most of Wyoming is going to see areas of rain and snow. You heard correctly. There's going to be some rain at first with this. Um, And there will be several parts of the state that get several inches of wet, almost spring-like snow out of this. I think the high country is going to see the heaviest amounts of moisture. But this is certainly going to be a departure from where we are now.
2: Okay. After that, it looks like north of us, especially north and more to the west of us, it's loading up one low pressure after the next.
1: Yeah. There will be a two-day, maybe a three-day break. Then towards the middle to the end of next week, we have another one of these California storms that will swing through the West Coast and come through the Rockies. We certainly see a pattern evolving in the month of February into early March. It looks very active. Very active means more frequent storms, more frequent fronts. You know, the spell of weather that we just had, it's been long lasting. It's just not been a few days, but many days in a row. Uh, We're not going to go back to this for a bit. There'll be a two or three day break between storms, but not a six, seven or eight or 10 day break.
2: All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Dayweather. And we'll get a little bit more of an explanation as we get closer to the weekend. And he's got more details on that. Uh, well, I, a lot has to come together until they can tell you exactly how it's going to come over us. So off we go to the Icebox. Frank Cambino is waiting by. Uh, Frank, I do, I'll flat out admit, I like some of the worst movies out there. Did you ever watch the show uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000? Uh, I tried a few times, but I wish those two guys sitting up front would shut up so I could watch the movie. That's the
5: whole movie. Yes, I know. That's the whole show. They have smart-attic remarks about the worst movies they
2: could find. Well, I grew up. There was a guy, Creature Feature, where I I grew up. Creature Feature. And Creature Feature, our guy was Dr. Paul Bearer, who was the host. And he was really funny, and they would play the worst movies that they could possibly find. So I love him. Okay, so I looked up the most popular B-movies out there. And these are really low-budget with lousy actors and horrible yeah, yeah. writing, but they're just beloved. Plan 9 from Outer Space, 1957. Okay. That's got to be... You ever watch that one? I haven't seen that no. one. Oh, it's worth it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so bad, it's worth it. The Troll, I have never seen. No, I have not seen The Troll. But... Uh, let me see here. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Never heard no. of it, looks really bad, might want to give that Was a Was Elvis try. in that movie? Yeah. Uh oh, oh. Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that okay. one either. Now I have I have seen this one, but it's been a very long time. Killer Clowns from Outer Space.
5: I've heard of that.
2: Yeah. But I'm not exactly... I, I guess the plot is
5: that the clowns come in from yeah, outer space, space and yeah. try to scare people or make uh, them laugh or
2: uh, murder them. I bought a vampire motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Not I bought a motorcycle from a vampire, but, but a you know, I bought a... Motorcycle. Sharknado, 2013.
5: Yeah, well, that's not...
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: That's, that's bad.
2: Yeah, okay. That's. There is one called Killing, where the turkey gets revenge. <laughs> that's good. Let's see here. Uh, I Am Here Now. I have never heard of that one. Nope. but Okay. Uh, oh, The Blob. Oh, oh the I've blob seen The Blob. Great. Yeah. Oh, my god. And Lord. they've had about two, three remakes, but the original one is yes. really good. The I original mean, it's so bad, it's good. Starring the original one, starring Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't remember that But yeah, starring Lob, Steve McQueen yeah. I mean, all righty. Men's college basketball from
5: last night The Wyoming Cowboys getting the 5-3 and Mountain West play in 12-9 and nine overall With an 83-72 win over the Air Force Down in Colorado Springs Polk's had a great night shooting uh, from the perimeter, hitting 12 three-pointers out of 19 attempts, and you don't see many teams go 63% from three in a contest, but that's what UW did. Brendan Wenzel had a hot hand. He hit a half a dozen threes. He was seven of eight from the free throw line and led the Cowboys with 25 points. Mason Walters had 22. The Air Force hit 13 three-pointers out of 33 attempts. They fall the 1-7 in league play, 8-12 overall. Cowboys will be in Vegas on Saturday to meet UNLV. I Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be in Vegas tonight to meet UNLV. Both teams are seven and one in Mountain West play, and both teams are going to find out what they're really made of tonight. UW is 12 and seven overall, and UNLV comes in at 17 and two. That is a 7:30 start from Vegas this evening. Girls high school basketball from over the weekend. First on Friday, Chinese got to 14 and two on the year with a 58-41 win over Cheyenne Central. So Central drops to 11-4. Kelly Walsh improved the 4-10 with a 40-38 win over Rock Springs. Natrona lost to Sheridan 59-47 and Newcastle beat Glenrock 42-36. On Saturday, Natrona absorbed a 55-22 loss to Cody to drop to 3-10. Rock Springs over Cheyenne South 52-12. Douglas over Glenrock 74-19. Upton defeated Midwest 64-6 and Wright a winner over Casey 63-26. In football, Wyoming Cowboy graduate linebacker Easton Gibbs will be in the East-West Shrine Bowl All-Star Game in Frisco, Texas. This is a great place to be seen by NFL scouts and NFL personnel. Gibbs is 8th in school history in tackles with 362 and was a first-team All-Mountain West Conference selection. High school wrestling from last night. The Thunder Basin boys who won the Ronthon Tournament in Riverton over the weekend beat Kelly Walsh in a duel last night 39-28. Tonight, Laramie will be at Cheyenne Central for a duel. College wrestling, the Wyoming Cowboys will host South Dakota State in a duel in Laramie tomorrow night. South Dakota State comes in ranked 11th in the country. UW coming off a dual win over Northern Colorado the last time out. So they're 6-5 on the year. and That's in sports.
2: Uh, Steve and Casper wants to know if we've seen the movie Saturday the 14th, which apparently no. happens after Friday the 13th. No,
5: no, no. I have, uh, not, I have not seen that. I don't even know if I remember any yeah. Saturday the 14th.
2: Yeah, Movie from 1984, Chud.
5: Chud? Like uh,
2: C-H-U-D? Yeah, I've heard of it, never saw it. The House on Haunted Hill. I've heard of that. Yeah. Let me see here. Uh, Oh, you've heard of the movie Die Hard. This one is called To Die is Hard. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of these, they just tried to rip off really good movies here. Yeah. Yeah. Attack of the Crab Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Attack of the Killer Bees. Ah, uh, there ought to be one of those somewhere. Piranha. Oh, I know about that. The Toxic Avenger. It was a superhero that looked like he had been melted by toxic waste. Oh, it just looked horrible. wow! Was he oh. green and something? Some yeah. Greatest movies ever, Frank, were the worst. Okay. All right. Coming okay. up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up Wyoming. Six of time, it's Wake Up, Wyoming. It is a Wednesday. So over the hump we go. As you heard from Don Day's forecast, you got a couple of more days of nice, and then things start to really switch up and we get back into wintertime again. Okay, we're heading toward open phones here. Today's show is sponsored by Armpit Hair Dye because waving goodbye should be more colorful and some people actually do that that was based on a true story all right the most dangerous segment of the program every single day most talk show hosts only give you open phones on friday for me at some point in the day i'm gonna hit this button
3: Morning, wake up wyoming is about to enter daily open phones this means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave. (coughs) All right. Strap in. And let's
2: do this thing. 888-97-WOOD the phone number. That's 888 woods You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Oh, by the way, real quick, before I get into the next thing here. There's a lot that goes on early on in the program. And I know folks join throughout the morning. As the morning goes on, more and more people continue to join. Because not everybody gets up as early as you know, 6 o'clock in the morning when we start. You can always go back and listen to the show as a podcast. And for those people who are thinking, well, I'm not tech savvy, and there's no tech savvy. Wake Up Wyoming app is easy at your app store. Just go to your app store, Wake Up Wyoming, there it is, it's free. And once it loads up, once you touch it and it opens up, you touch On Demand, select Wake Up Wyoming, select the episode you want to listen to, and it's condensed. We get rid of Uh, news, sports, weather, a lot of the commercials to condense it down. So it's not an entire four-hour show. Okay, for this next segment, let's go to the city of San Francisco. They're in trouble yet again. going to meet some gentle people in San Francisco. Well, maybe. San Francisco needs to be just embarrassed. 84-year-old man sitting and waiting for a bus, a city bus. And it was the morning of uh February, let me see. Well, well, no, it goes back to when this was. His life was un- upended completely. He said, I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there. And he has one of those walkers that's a chair. Yeah, okay. So some young thug walked by and just kicked the chair out from underneath him. This, the, and this is from Twitter. This horrific kicking. The suspect has a hearing Uh, So they got the suspect. In fact, I'm looking at this. I might be able to see... Yeah, someone's actually shot a video. There's the old man. Oh, this is... Oh, my God, that's horrible. It's worse than you think. Okay. So the old man is sitting... Again, it's one of those walkers that has a chair. So he can turn around and sit down on the chair. That's part of the walker and wait for the bus. When I say kicked him down, I don't mean he walked over. the, The young guy didn't walk over and kick the chair from or the walker from under him. The young guy runs over and jumps in the air and basically kicks the old man in the chest, knocking him down, and then runs off celebrating. And it's hard to look at, but I'm going to watch it again. And the young man walks off celebrating like he did something great. Well, the young man, Eric Ramos Hernandez, who was caught on surveillance camera, was charged with assault inflicting injuries on an elderly man, 84 years old, jailed for seven months. I don't think that's long enough. And then admitted to a mental hospital, good, which he's meant to be released from a treatment home at some point. The program focuses on rehabilitation in the hopes of reducing recidivism. In other words, trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with this kid so he doesn't do it again. All right, so let's see, I'm reading here. Yeah, the old guy had injuries, fractured part of his collarbone, needed bandages, stitches, stuff like that. Didn't do anything. Now, there is a video that I'm looking at now of the old man uh, walking uh, out of the hospital, and he is pushing that same walker, which is a chair, and he seems to be doing okay. He's up and around. What gets me is, though, this is what, since it's San Francisco, In the video I'm watching, he's talking... The old man is talking to a bunch of people who are standing there in support of him. There's a bunch of reporters there. There's some politicians there. Okay. And everybody's wearing a face mask as if we're in the middle of another COVID epidemic. But it's San Francisco. So I guess they're all walking around with face masks. Now, next story up. We're going to go to Oakland, California. Crime drives Oakland top employers to tell workers to stay inside during lunch citing crime and robberies of workers this company directed its employees in its downtown oakland headquarters to stay in their building for lunch this company is the fourth largest healthcare provider in the united states the largest provider in oakland earlier this month in and out announced it will be shutting down its profitable oakland location due to the same kind of crime In a statement to a local television station, the reporter... Well, those recommendations remain in place now, is what the reporter got out of someone from the company. Because they're just worried about any harm being done to their employees who may want to go eat outside or maybe go up the street to some restaurant to go get lunch. I'll give you an idea. Crime in Oakland rapidly rose... Violent crime up 21%, robbery up 38%, burglary up uh, 23%, motor vehicle theft, 45% higher in 2023, between 2022 and 2023. There's Oakland, California for it. Now, to give you an idea of one of the reasons I like living here in Wyoming, and oftentimes I will go to, it doesn't matter if it's uh, Wheatland or Gillette or Cody or Laramie, Uh, I was in Casper yesterday in downtown, Cheyenne, whatever the case is. I like to be in a downtown area. I love downtown. It's nice-looking downtown downtown areas. And I just go for a walk up the road and pick a nice little local restaurant, and I'll stop and have lunch there. I like doing that. Not only does it help the local restaurant because, hey, someone's spending money here, the more the better, right? But I like uh, sampling local cuisine, too that's why even if it's a tiny town like Chugwater I'll walk over not there's only two places open in downtown Chugwater it's so small but I'll I'll go over there to the little cafe little the the soda fountain which is up for sale by the way and I'll just go in there and have a burger or something like that but no matter where I am in Wyoming if it's as small as Chugwater or as big as Cheyenne or Gillette or Cody or someplace like that or Casper it's nice that I can just go walking up the road right there up the middle of the street and not have to worry about it at all and just walk into a restaurant and go eat. But imagine having your employer telling you that, hey, um, uh, when it's time for lunch, could you just stay inside? You know, in fact, it was in San Francisco. The Wicked Witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi, has a building named after her they built a huge federal building to house federal employees. And then they advised those employees, don't show up for work, work from home, because it's just too dangerous in downtown. Wish we all could leave now. Babylon B, probably the best parody song they have ever done.
0: We're back. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescetarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods.
2: Hey, is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. 888 97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888 W O O D S. Okay, real quick. Well, this is going to annoy you. Before I play this. I started to play this first thing in the morning, and Rhianne from Fort Danger said, really? First thing in the morning you hit us with, uh, really? Okay, so I backed off and I'm playing it now. I've given people time to get up and get some coffee. So hopefully you can handle this now. Here comes the end times cult of climate change. So put
3: on your
5: respirator and let's fix that generator.
3: While we're out, we'll mend our fences, too. See, I'm not afraid of dying. Just got
5: reasons for surviving. I want one more day in the apocalypse with you.
2: So here's what happened. This is at Oxford University. And there's a debate in front of an audience between the cult of climate change and those not a member of it. And this lady stands up to tell you why you're racist for not believing her.
4: Hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. Our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. If you eat animals, you take up more climate space. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Men in the West are taunted to renew their man card by eating meat because that's what real men do.
2: (sighs) First off, yes, it is what real men do. But okay, um, you notice as she spouted all of that, as she just spit all of that out. There wasn't any explanation for all of that. She just made all sorts of accusations, but didn't have anything to back all of that up. So eating meat is racist. Really? Why? Why is eating meat racist? Okay, and then, of course, she gets into what causes the climate crisis. And there are those who think that, of course, cattle, a lot of cattle on the planet, is that's a lot of methane. Methane comes out of both ends, but it mostly comes out of burping more than anything else. But that's because you want that boy... You're causing a climate crisis because you want to eat beef and things like that. But now, at least there's an explanation here. But she didn't offer it. She just tossed out that eating meat is racist and causing climate change. She did, In other words, for every little thing that she said, she didn't bother to offer any kind of an explanation for it. She just tosses all of this stuff out. Now, you'd be happy to know that while she was saying all of this, From time to time, there would be people in the room that would just laugh at her. Yeah, I don't know how many people in the room agree with her or disagree with her, but there would be laughter from most of the room from time to time, and she would get a little bothered by that, that they would dare laugh at what she had to say. But apparently, eating meat is causing climate change, and you're a racist for doing it.
3: Well, there's so much waste in the world, and finally it dawned on us why go to the grocery store when we've got this portal in the backyard that's constantly spewing raw meat.
0: As soon as the meat comes
1: flying out of the portal, we clean it, wait for it to stop ringing, and then we cook it.
4: Ever since the portal opened up and started spraying meat all over our backyard, we've gotten way more into cooking than we were before.
1: We make all kinds of meals with the portal meat. Gourmet meatballs, carne asada, burgers are probably our favorite. (laughs) When we used to get the meat from the grocery store, we never knew where it was coming from. It's really reassuring to know that the meat we eat now comes straight from the portal in our own backyard. No GMOs, no preservatives, no bones whatsoever just raw, fresh meat from an unidentifiable animal. And
3: so much blood. All right, it's hungry. The portal meat is fresh, it makes us dream in black and white, and it tastes great. And any meat we don't end up eating ourselves, we just chuck back into the portal. We're pretty much 100% waste-free now. Yeah? Yeah. Just about. Feels great. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Okay, so real quick, and I don't mean to annoy you with this. I'm going to go back and play part of what this lady said. And she wants you to take her seriously.
4: Hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. Our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. If you eat animals, you take up more climate space. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Men in the West are taunted to renew their man card by eating meat because that's what real men do.
2: Okay, Uh, I only agree with her on that last one by the way I... all right <laughs> so okay i know that's hard to listen to but that's okay here i got a way out for you this will make you feel a lot better
5: Try to amend my
1: carnivorous habits made it nearly 70 days losing weight well speed eating sunflower seeds drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking
5: Okay, yes. like mustard, not a big warm and a huge hug of meat. Cheeseburger paradise. all the Not too Cheeseburger
2: Okay, I almost agree with how he likes it. Lettuce and tomato, yes. I like mustard, not Heinz am 57. Big kosher pickle, beautiful. Now, for those who want the beer, you go right ahead with that. I completely understand, but okay. What gets me, once again, is this lady that I just played for you is demanding that she be taken seriously about everything that she had to say. I refuse to play the entire audio for you. It goes on for quite a bit. She had a lot to say. But what really got me more than anything was how just shocked and offended she was when she would say something and everybody in the room would, the whole room, the whole room, was a lot of people in the room, would just bust out laughing at her as if she was saying something ridiculous, which, oh gosh, by the way, she was. Being treated ridiculous like that. Oh, wait, Miss Mary, man, I should really go for a cheeseburger for lunch. yes. You should. Now, it depends, Ms. Mary, where would you like to go? Because personally, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Little Shop of Burgers, but there's so many great burger places around here now. See, now I got it started, didn't I? Yeah, okay. Where's the best burger joint in town, do you know? I know I like Little Shop of Burgers, but you got, there's so many good ones out there. All right, coming up on 830, local news coming your way. Right after to local news update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it. 888-97 was the phone number. That's 888 woods Wake up Wyoming.
0: Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-Woods.
2: 836. Okay, after I got done playing that bit from the woman who's trying to convince you that it's white misogyny to eat burgers and you're causing climate change and so on. kid sends me this note. Morning, Glenn. Uh, I want to know how people like this get a platform to speak on. People have been eating meat and little critters for thousands of years. Now she's saying it's a white thing. Just remember PETA, people eating tasty animals. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's all our... Now, speaking of our fault, I get this note from Miss Mary. She says, okay, I posted on Facebook. Now, this is on the Wake Up Wyoming site on Facebook. Asking for the best Wyoming burger restaurants. Now, everyone is going to be craving a burger. I'm basically responsible for the world burning. Yeah, well, usually that's my fault, Ms. Mary. Totally my fault here. But, yeah, uh, if you're encouraging people to go out there and have a burger today, (laughs) it's all on you. Look look at it this way. Um, When you have a burger... Okay, first off, we are a cattle state. It's not that we're just a coal and oil and natural gas state, we're a cattle state. That's a lot of methane too. And then we love our burgers and we love our steaks. And usually eating those things causes us to, you know, outgas some methane too, so there's that. And then people with their burgers and steaks and so on, they like to have either a soda, which those bubbles are CO2, or they have a beer same thing right so look at how much emissions come with a burger then you got to drive there to go get one too you know and you're driving your internal combustion engine oh my gosh we're just horrible people here in wyoming aren't we Yeah, we'll get right on that changing our ways, I'm sure.
3: Welcome to Wiggle Burgers. Would you like to see a menu?
2: Sure, but I probably just want a red burger and some fries. I'm in a hurry, and I'm I'm really hungry.
3: You might like the grasshopper bacon bits or the mealworm arancini. Maybe try some worm salt soup.
2: wait, what the heck is the miscal worm salad?
3: Oh, those little guys are great. We crushed them fresh this morning. You... Crushed. have to do it while there's still larva, or there's that horrible crunching sound. Besides, most people don't like exoskeleton in their mouth. Just what the hell are you saving here? Sir, Wiggleburgers is a bug restaurant. We serve only organic, sustainable bug and bug larva. Gotta keep that carbon footprint down. Save the planet, you know? Uh,
2: please tell me they brought candy camera back.
3: I don't understand.
2: Yeah, you're, you're probably too young for that television show. It was on back when a person had to get up and go change the channel. <gasps> So you remember when the world was in black and white? Well, most things were black and white back then. I have no idea what the hell is going on now. Look, I'm in a rush. Just give me a bowl of cereal. That should be safe enough. Mealworm
3: puffs okay? Do you want nut milk or freshly squeezed cicada larva?
2: You don't just have cow's milk. That's disgusting. You know, if you keep grossing people out like this, you'll kill everybody's appetite and starve the human race.
3: Guaranteed population. Control? That sounds
2: perfect. To be honest with me, do you really eat this stuff? Oh,
3: come on now. If you advocate for this stuff, you don't actually have to do it.
2: No, but the rest of us better, or else Damn straight. Yeah, I wonder the lady who was advocating that, you know, eating meat like that, that's uh that's that's white privilege and that's uh, you know, misogyny and that's causing climate change. What do you think she has for dinner and what do you think kind of vehicles she drives? Yeah, I guarantee you we're talking with a high level of hypocrisy here. We we we, we must be talking about a high level of hypocrisy. Because whenever we take a look at these people, in fact, that recent COP28, which was the uh, climate conference they just held, not only did everybody arrive in massive jets and ride around in limousines and SUVs, but did you see what was on the menu? Oh, only the best high-end food paid for by taxpayers. And these are from the people who say we all should be eating bugs. But okay. 888 97 Woods, the phone number eight 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 ninety seven 97 WOODS. A different topic. Department of Justice is investigating House Democrats for improper use of government funds. Say it isn't so. All right, here's what happened on the floor of the House as it was announced. About the, the Honorable so. the
4: Speaker, House of Representatives, sir, this is to notify you formally, pursuant to Rule 8 of the Rules of the House of Representatives, that the Office of the Sergeant-at-Arms for the House of Representatives has been served with a grand jury subpoena for documents issued by the U.S. Department of Justice. After consulting with the Office of General Counsel, I have determined that compliance with the Hold
2: on a subpoena second is consistent... Go. The, okay, I'm just going to stop right there. The Internet's having trouble keeping up. This is to notify you formally, pursuant of Rule 8 of the House Rules of Representatives, that the Office of the Sergeant of Arms House of Representatives has been served w- with a grand jury subpoena for documents by the U.S. Department of Justice. Oh, okay. They're investigating House Democrats for allegedly misusing government money meant for personal security. Wait a second, they get personal security? Well, of course they do. As members of Congress, they're going to get personal security. But do you get personal security? Oh no, your personal security is carrying a firearm with you, right? But you're—they tell you they don't want you to do that. Because okay, anyway. So that was read right out on the floor of the house as I just played for you there. And the story here says the public rightly expects members to use their that money responsibly for. Well, when they're handed money for things like their own personal security or their staff, they're supposed to handle it responsibly. Now, when you take a look at how Congress handles money, do you really expect them to handle it responsibly? Congressional benefits, the story says, from public holdings, it holds it accountable for its stewardship. So the House Chief Administrative Office makes members spending available for public to examine. If you want to take a look at how they're spending the money, you can. Spending records are published by the uh, statement of Disenber- oh, a long title here. These records are published quarterly and may be downloaded from the House of Representatives website. The records for each member, who paid what to where. But, you know, those records aren't always good. As you can imagine, this is Congress. So a lot of times they find way to launder and shuffle money. The amount of money varies from member to member. And a set formula determines the exact amount of money they're going to get. The formula takes into account staff salaries, general office expenditures, travel, office space. The amount for staff and general office expenses are the same for each office, the number of residential addresses within the district. So it's uh, the distance from Washington. To where they live. So, in other words, if they live just up the road, they're not going to get much in travel money, but they live way out here in Wyoming, they're going to get more. You get the idea. So, for instance, 2018 formula assumes $944,671 for staff salaries. Imagine that for a typical office. But a lot of this money, as you can imagine, does not go where it's supposed to go. So that's where the investigation is opening up. It's going to be really interesting to see what they find, but also, I think, even more interesting to find how members of the House try to cover this up, sweeping under the rug, and then watch your news media to see if the news media is actually going to cover this like they should because there's been major spending scandals in Congress before And your news media did not do really a great job at covering it the way it should have. Not, I mean, oftentimes when Congress misspends money, they treat it like it's a joke in the media rather than taking it seriously. Because there's many members of the House and Senate, both parties, that should have been not just run out of office a long time ago, but arrested a long time ago. Yet they'll find a way. They'll find a way. You still want a cheeseburger?
0: Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030
2: K2 Radio. 8.48 of time. Wake Up Wyoming off to the icebox. We go where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, I'm going to take you back in time. Douglas Wyoming. Yes. Fort Fetterman. Okay, what was okay. going on over there? Well, at the time, since they had built the fort, and by the way, that was Fort Casper. Did when they move
5: the whole fort? To yes, they did. They
2: actually floated it down the river. Oh, and right. so they rebuilt it. Well, well, I mean, we were you know getting really harassed by the Indians, so they moved everything down, and so <clears throat> so there's Fort Fetterman now. Across the river, somebody decided that the fort is going to need things, like uh, they started a hog farm so they could have meat. Mm -hmm. There's chickens and so on, but it was basically known as a hog farm. Now, besides the people who work there at the fort, not just the soldiers but everybody else, other people came over to buy from them as well. It's a pretty successful business. So men between soldiers and other men who work out there in the prairie, what else do they need, Frank? water uh beer a beer yeah um, um uh, poker games poker games, poker games are good, yeah, yeah 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 you know uh brothel yeah yeah okay and Wh- so the firewood place, yeah so place got pretty rough and tumble there were oh, fights, oh, okay. there were <laughs> gunfights there were all sorts of things like that now eventually the fort closes down permanently and the people who owned uh, the hog farm, which is what it was called there, moved into the fort. They were empty building, nice building. So they mm-hmm. just moved the whole establishment, you know, over into the fort. And it lasted for a few more years until the place was owned by two men. One of the men goes on, va- goes on a business trip. The other guy starts to brag that he really runs the place. Mm-hmm. When the partner came back, he got mad. They got into a fight. One died on the spot. The other guy died died two days later from his gunshot wound
5: they shot each other
2: yes and so the business ends up closing down
5: a successful <laughs> yeah. hog farm yeah and, and, and shut Botford. down
2: because the owners shot each other, each other. now I wonder why do, why did people back then go to places like this because there was nothing else to do well okay but let's see what's there a lot of people lost their livelihoods in poker games oh yeah there were constant fights and shootings available there and Lord knows the diseases and so on I mean, it just... just Sounds like Cleveland. Well, you know something? I think you're right. I mean... But I think probably more smelly than Cleveland. <laughs> a little bit. Men's college
5: hoops from last night. The I mean, Wyoming Cowboys beat the Air Force on the road 83-72. So the pokes on a little bit of a roll here. They're 5-3 and, and Mount was playing 12-9 overall and they had a great night from the land of three hitting 12 of 19 attempts. You don't see many teams go 63% from three in a contest but that's exactly what UW did. Brendan Wenzel was really hot. He sank a half a dozen threes and was 7 of 8 from the free throw line the Cowboys with 25 points, Mason Walters through in 22. The Air Force hit 13 three-pointers of their own out of 33 attempts. They fall the 1-7 and 7 in league play, 8-12 and 12 overall. Cowboys will be in Vegas to meet uh, UNLV on Saturday. and Cowgirl basketball team will be in Vegas tonight to meet UNLV. Both teams are 7-1 and 1 in Mountain West play, so they're going to find out what they're made of tonight. UW 12-7 and 7 overall, and UNLV comes in at 17-2. and 2, so pretty, Should be a pretty good game. That's a 7-30 start from Vegas this this evening. Girls high school basketball from over the weekend. First on Friday, Cheyenne got to 14-2 on the year with a 58-41 win over Cheyenne Central. So Central drops to 11-4. Kelly Walsh improved the 4-10 with a 40-38 win over Rock Springs. The Trona lost to Sheridan 59-47 and Newcastle beat Glenrock 42-6. Then on Saturday, the Trona absorbed a 55-22 road loss to Cody to drop to 3-10. Rock Springs over Cheyenne South 52-12. Douglas over Glenrock 70 70- 19. Upton, a winner over Midwest 64-6, and Wright BKC 63-26. High school wrestling from last night, the Thunder Basin boys who won the Ron Thon tournament in Riverton over the weekend beat Kelly Walsh in a duel 39-28. Tonight, Laramie will be at Cheyenne Central for a duel. College wrestling, the Wyoming Cowboys will host South Dakota State in a duel in Laramie tomorrow night. South Dakota State comes in ranked 11th in the country. UW coming off a dual win over Northern Colorado, their last time out, so they're 6-5. In football, Wyoming Cowboy graduate linebacker Easton Gibbs will be in the East-West Shrine Bowl All-Star game tomorrow in Frisco, Texas. It's a great place to be seen by those NFL personnel, folks. Gibbs is eighth in school history in tackles with 362 and a first team all Mountain to West Conference selection this past season.
2: Boy, he's gotten real busy for you out there the past. A, it, I just hope
5: yeah. the, whole, the, the weather holds up this, yeah, this weekend.
2: Okay. Well, now it starts with rain. And so... But then, I, then
5: again, when I ask you for yes. weather and row conditions, I do the
2: opposite. Oh, okay. That's usually a good idea, yeah. It's going to be horrible out there, okay. Frank, so enjoy the nice drive. <laughs> Thank you so All much. All right, coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. You and I roll back into it after that. Wake up, Wyoming. Nine hundred six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glen Woods. Thanks for joining me Wednesday. Over the hump, we go. Open phones. 97 Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven. W-O-O-D-S. Actually, I'm going to back up on something here, Ms. Mary, because you I was going to go somewhere else, but then you just said something to me which I thought, you know, I've got to deal with that because it's hysterical. Today's show is sponsored by Armpit Hair Dye because waving goodbye should be more colorful. Yeah, and that's actually based on a true story, believe it or not. Okay, so I was talking about and played the audio of a woman who says if you're eating meat you're causing climate change and that's racist too and misogynistic and et cetera, et cetera. Then I played part of the song Cheeseburger in Paradise and suddenly Miss Mary has has a craving for a burger. So she posted this on the Facebook page for Wake Up Wyoming. What's your best burger in Wyoming recommendation? Okay, now I put Little Shop of Burgers. Like Richard said, go to Fort Collins. (laughs) Uh, Sharon says the Mercantile in Shell. Some of the best desserts, too. Mark says the Food Truck Downtown Best. I don't know which downtown you mean, though, Mark. Let me know. Uh, Christopher says Cowboy Saloon in Buffalo. Absolutely the best fries ever. Okay. Let's see. Um... Good fries are almost as important as the burgers, says Miss Mary. Okay, so uh, Gregory says, I don't know about the best, but the Red Rock Cafe in Hewlett has some great hamburgers. Donnie says, the big popper, Sanford's, Cheyenne, Wyoming. I will say, I got to tell you, Sanford's in Cheyenne, downtown Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh, that's just top-notch stuff. So there's a lot of good places. We're just getting started. What Miss Mary was having fun with this. I did a good part of yesterday's show talking about extraordinary young people. And if you have this idea that we're just doomed, the next generation is just going to doom us all. I read a long list throughout yesterday's show of young people who are doing extraordinary things and would give you hope For humanity, so Miss Mary had asked the question about young people, and you know, basically, who inspires you. Uh, She says, "Name some exception, someone exceptional that gives you hope for the next generation." Uh, Ian wrote my name in. um, Wait a second, I'm going to put a laugh in there. Okay, the other comment is someone wrote, "Jesus, still giving hope to all." That's it. That's all we got. We didn't get any other comments. None. But when we ask you what's the best burger in Wyoming, <laughs> and the list goes on and on. So n- there's no young people out there giving you hope, but you can name your best hamburger like immediately, huh? All right, all right. Now, since we were talking about crime and so on and young people earlier, what do you think is possibly the best way to deal with crime? Oh, you're going to love this solution. Just ignore it. Throw your hands up and walk away. For this story, I go to the formerly great state of Illinois. I know Illinois has an S at the end, which I think Illinois, because it sounds annoying, probably works. Representative Justin Slaughter, an appropriate name for this person, because what they're asking for will cause a slaughter. Who chairs? one of the many criminal justice committees in the Illinois House has found a foolproof way to show the appreciation of dangerous criminals in Illinois just quit enforcing the law. Posting on Twitter, I guess since prosecutors and courts here frequently don't enforce laws, there's no sense in having them in the first place. At least these lawmakers are being honest about their intentions But I'm not sure what they'll achieve in all of this chaos. So, Slaughter's bill essentially decriminalizes much of Illinois' vehicle code, presumably because a disproportionate number of traffic stops are young black men in the city of Chicago. Slaughter's aim is not to loosen up traffic laws per se. It is preventing uh, young thugs from being caught in the act of a crime. So in other words, we're just not gonna pursue them. If you're a law-abiding citizen who happens to have the windows tinted a bit too much or uh, have an expired tag on, well, you're a huge deal, you will be dealt with. If you're carrying an illegal firearm or drugs or you stole the vehicle or whatever the case is, well, no big deal, just continue on. In other words, if you're a police officer and you stop someone you got to consider that if a police officer stops you because your windshield is barely transparent because again cracks in the windshield or you tinted things too much stuff like that your headlights don't work you're you're going to be prosecuted but if you have fentanyl in your vehicle and drugs and again guns and other such you know what what if you had a body in your trunk I wonder what they're going to do then all right So the author of this article says, I'm pretty sure the prosecution might find a workaround in the course of the uh, stopping for a dead body. Okay, this answers my question. Uh, If they found something in the trunk or in the back seat, Uh, lest you think this is just some throwaway, the story says, from a backbencher trying to impress his primary voters, you should see the committee assignments and the legislative history of that committee. That particular lawmaker has already shepherded several criminal justice reform bills into law, and many of them are just as bad. So this is not, of course, criminal justice reform of any kind. This is just throwing your hands up and giving in and saying, well, you know, obviously we don't have the resources to go and catch these people, so we're going to try to pass a bill that just says don't bother. Yes, don't worry about it. Rhiannon Ford Danger. This sort of blank right here is why I'm convinced that we got to uh, trust in an alternative universe. What the hell? Jan in Cheyenne says, since when have people of color not eaten meat? There's different kinds of meat, but it's meat all the same. Yes, but... I mean, okay. Jan. You can't use logic. If you're wondering what she's talking about, I played a person... Uh, in the middle of a climate debate saying that if you eat meat, you're misogynistic and you're a white supremacist and you're aiding climate change. And so Jan wants to know, but what about other people of color? Don't they eat meat? Aren't they contributing to climate change? What about them? Now, Jan, you weren't supposed to notice that. Okay, see, there's the problem with you, Jan. You immediately sit down and start thinking logically about this and you want to employ common sense. I mean, Jan, what's wrong with you? And then you go ahead and you send me a note so I'll read that out loud? Jan, we can't have common sense in this area. You're supposed to listen to these people and even though you know it doesn't make sense, just keep your mouth shut, okay, Jan? Do
3: you have any history of mental illness in your family?
0: I have an uncle who does yoga. Allergies? cowardice and weak-willed men and hazelnuts
1: sexual history
0: epic and private okay well that image is gonna stick with you all day got something to say to glenn use the chat on the wake up wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with k2 radio
2: Twenty's the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, Helen and Laramie, I'll see if I can get you real quick here the story. And we'll see. I'm I'm talking on the air right now as I do this, but I'm gonna send you a link to the story that I was reading from earlier, and I thought there was a link in there. She wants to help those families in Cheyenne that have been flooded out. And I do know that there's like a GoFundMe, something like that, to help them out. Yeah, a big water main broke, and these people are not getting really any help from their insurance companies or the city. So there you go. That's the link, Kelly I hope there's something in there. If not, let me know. RH right, in Wiggins, Colorado. Perhaps cops aren't uh, pulling over. Well, basically, the majority of people in a certain district have a certain skin color. Therefore, they get stopped more often. That could possibly be it. That very much could. But also, police pull over those who are doing the crime. So it just, that's the way the numbers are just going to work out. All right. Uh, Federal employees, you're going to love this. Federal employees plan hunger strike for Gaza over Biden's support of Israel. Oh, good. Well, I hate to tell the members of Congress this, those who support Palestine, but a lot of you are really overweight And yet you need to do something about it. It's not healthy. So to go on a hunger strike, go right ahead. Here's the story. The officials participating will show up to work either dressed in black or wearing uh, scarves. Symbols of Palestinian solidarity. They said they are protesting starvation as weapons of war or intentionally withholding food from entering Gaza. More than 26,000 people, mostly civilians, have been killed since the war began, according to the health ministry. The activists, federal employees, say their goal is to force a conversation in their offices. They claim many federal employees support a ceasefire but are scared of speaking out for fear of retribution. So what they want to do is have a hunger strike. So, um talks about voting there, I'm going, okay, Democrats, got it, I'm just looking for more information on the hunger strike. Now, I look at this, and I think, okay, if federal employees want to go on a hunger strike, you go right ahead and do it, but I really doubt they're going to go on an actual hunger strike. What, are you going to skip a couple of meals? Oh, here we go, I got the rest of it. Okay, I have every right to be cynical about this. Here's what the story says. It's only a one-day hunger strike. So my question is, how serious are these people? One day? And I doubt most of them will make it through the day. I mean, they might get up and skip breakfast and skip lunch, but then by the end of the day, they're really hungry, and so they have dinner, and they said, what? That was the day. Years ago, Jesse Jackson said for some cause he was going to go on a hunger strike, and there were other people who were going to hunger strike with him. And then a reporter, who's not supposed to notice this stuff, saw Jesse Jackson coming out of a really nice restaurant in Washington, D.C., and said, excuse me, Mr. Jackson, aren't you on a hunger strike? Well, his explanation was, see, I skipped breakfast this morning. That's my part of the hunger strike. And then somebody later today skipped lunch, and then later today somebody's going to skip dinner, and so on and so on and so on, and that's our hunger strike. How is that a hunger strike? All right, so for these people, we're going to skip food for a day. I doubt they'll even make it that far. <clears throat> people fast all the time, says this author, whether for religious reasons or medical reasons, and no one writes a press release about it. A multi-day hunger strike is not a hunger... It, well, a multi-day would be an actual hunger strike. Hold out for a week or more, now you've got people talking. Those are serious people. But when you've said you're going on a hunger strike and then it actually is just a day, if you even make it that, and I'm supposed to take you seriously. So says, what makes this publicity particularly obnoxious, says this author, is the fact that it's being done by government employees. Yeah, these are the malcontents receiving a paycheck from the American taxpayers as they work in the White House and various other departments, members of the Fed, uh, members of Fed for United for Peace. That's what they're calling themselves, Feds United for Peace. Over two dozen government agencies to participate in the day of fasting, which is supposed to happen tomorrow, Thursday. So you're supposed to feel really bad about that for Thursday. I need you to feel guilty and really sad or something. Or maybe we can just talk about food all day Thursday. Not sure. Employees of the Department of Defense and the State Department, as well as the Department of Homeland Security, are expected to join in. The Feds United for Peace may sound familiar to some of you. Most of us have never heard them. They are government employees, malcontents, including White House employees who plan to walk out on a one-day strike to voice their opposition to Biden's support of Israel. That day was planned earlier this month but was canceled when winter weather proved it to be, well, an obstacle. Oh, did it snow and get cold out there and you weren't able to do it? On Thursday, hunger strike day, the participants are planning to dress again all in black and so on and then show up and say, we're doing this because we're protesting. Well, good for you, you protested. I hate to tell you this. I actually don't hate to tell you this, but nobody cares. Honestly, again, absolutely nobody cares about this. But all right, here they go. Now, I wonder how much actual publicity they'll get. Probably not a whole lot, but they will think that they've done something. I guess. What gets me is the number of times people will go ahead and do something... And it'll make them feel like they've did they did something really important, but they actually didn't do anything important at all i mean and and nobody cares about their protests. Nothing important actually happened, but they felt good about. It. I watched one time somebody was asking basically the same question I'm asking now did that really matter? Was that really important? And they showed activists going to Capitol Hill to go talk to their senator or congressman, whatever the case was. And they had some kind of a sit-in protest, and they got a chance to talk to their congressmen, and a couple of reporters asked questions, and they really thought they did something, by gosh. And when it was all said and done, nothing was changed whatsoever. Nothing happened. But they felt like they did something, by gosh, and that's what really mattered. So do you feel like you did something, or did you actually do something that mattered? And there's the big difference here. There's what really counts. Do you feel like you've done something or did you actually do something that counts? If the people of Palestine, as you're saying, are really starving and they need help, what are you actually going to do to get them food? You who live in America where food is plentiful, thank you, capitalism, you who sit there in America and in your plush offices in Washington, D.C., with your nice fat salaries that you're not supposed to be making, you're not supposed to be making that much money in those offices. You take a day off from eating and act like you've done something absolutely great for the world, but you didn't. Nothing changed, and nobody cares. Coming up on nine thirty, local news coming your way right after the local news update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it again. 97 Woods is the phone number. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
0: with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS.
2: 9.36 the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. I, mean, I just sent Miss Mary a little something. I totally live this. I am about the most calm person you'll ever meet, really. But... Uh, now and then like everybody else the meme that I just sent Miss Mary sometimes I get road rage walking up behind people at the grocery store (laughs) I think it happens to all of us Powell, Wyoming woman drives through an emergency room entrance and then takes off in Powell, Wyoming story says from Cowboy State Daily there's no such thing as an emergency room drive through but there should be but that didn't stop a Powell woman from making her own. 3 a.m., of course, 3 a.m. Saturday, of course it was a Saturday. A 43-year-old woman drove a vehicle through the emergency room entrance at the Powell Valley Hospital. Vehicle made at almost 20 feet inside. She. I think she could have made it further if she was really trying. Then, a couple of glass doors there. So, once inside... She decided to leave, but struggled to do so. After multiple unsuccessful attempts to extract her car, she finally backed out of the building and escaped to the hospital's parking lot. By 3.30 a.m., Tell me see, it was 3.30, what time did she hit that? 3 a.m., okay, took him about a half hour. She was arrested in a nearby parking lot. She was taken to the Powell Valley Healthcare Emergency Room through a different entrance. I would have taken her through the entrance she made. I guess she was trying to get in there. They did a medical check and then brought her in for detention. So, (laughs) and I'm looking at a picture of the damage here. Okay, so there's two sets of automatic opening glass doors and then the reception desk. The two sets of automatic opening glass doors are completely demolished. As The second set barely hanging on. If I were the receptionist, I would have looked up and said, can I help you? All right. All right. <clears throat> Next one. Oh, uh, Common Sense in Cheyenne says, I'm a federal employee and I promise to eat two steaks that day to support Israel. <clears throat> you go for it and help climate change, too, in doing that. Okay, now some of you probably want to do this. Also a Cowboy State Daily Store. Shooting coyotes from the air could save Wyoming's premier mule deal herd. And I wonder, because right away I think of Wiley Coyote. And so you can go ahead and try to shoot coyotes from the air, but Wiley Coyote, if he's down there, he's going to shoot back with some acne product. I guarantee it. All right, so anyway. Predator hunting, particularly aerial gunning for coyotes, is controversial. But it's necessary, the story said, to save one of Wyoming's premier mule dealer herds. Deer conservationists said, quote, coyotes are one of the biggest deer fawn-killing machines. So, the deer do, do all they can to hide their fawns in sagebrush and so on. But coyotes pick them off. The Wyoming Game and Fish Commission earlier this month... Approved about $200,000 in additional money for aerial gunning of coyotes. Now, you see, hang on. I think they're going about this all wrong. If there's any Wyoming legislators out there, in fact, I'm going to save this story and I'm going to write this up tomorrow. This could be a money-making proposition. Rather than setting 200, you see, government always does it in the most inefficient way. They set aside $200,000 to get in helicopters and fly around and shoot coyotes from the air. Who out there would like to pay a few bucks to get into a helicopter and fly around shooting coyotes from the helicopter? Show of hands. A lot of hands out there. Loads of hands. Wow. This is a money-making proposition. So what the state of Wyoming needs to do instead is go ahead and get a helicopter with a pilot and just put an advertisement out there. Would you like to shoot Wyoming coyotes from a helicopter? It will cost you this much for one trip, I don't know, however long it is, a, an hour flight, a two-hour flight, whatever. No guarantee on how many coyotes you're going to see. That's... That's crapshoot, pun intended. But we're going to... You pay to be in the helicopter. You bring your own gun. BYOG. Bring your own gun. Then you get to fly around in a helicopter with state permission and shoot at coyotes. Who's in? See, I don't think the state should spend $200,000 on this. I think the state can make probably about a million dollars on this if they did it right. But no, your government, of course, always has to find a way to spend money. I'm thinking a bunch of you out there would be signing up like now if you found out. And if, if your wife turns you and says, I'm sorry, you're going to spend how much money on what? If she's a true Wyoming woman, invite her along. Oh, she'll object to it until she finds out that you bought two one for her, one ticket for you, one for her and she gets to sit up front, oh, she's all in on this, if she's a real Wyoming woman. So, yeah, the state should be making money on this, not spending money on this. See? now, I, I think more people who work for the state of Wyoming should be listening to me because I have these great ideas. 942, wake up. He's not a politician, but his pants are on fire. Could
0: someone grab an extinguisher? Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
2: 1048, the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, first off, quick confession time here. You ever get road rage walking up behind people at the grocery store? Um, I used to. <clears throat> okay. now, now they can torture themselves at the, okay.
5: at the cashier before I do.
2: Okay. Well, and as you get older and slower, you're probably causing the road rage. Just well, toss well, that out. Well, there yeah. There. I okay. mean, you yeah. know. That's next... why they have self-checkout. You know, the, the, yeah, you know. that's true. Okay. Well, next one here. So... There's a couple of people on a local television news station. Behind them, you know, they have to have that picture up there oh, that of represents course, what so. they're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture of a cheeseburger. Yeah. And it says cheeseburger stabbing. Someone was stabbed mm-hmm. by a cheeseburger? Now, this is what I want to know. This or was is... the cheeseburger the weapon? See, okay. Someone either stabbed someone else over a cheeseburger. Someone stabbed someone else with a cheeseburger. Someone stabbed a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger stabbed someone. A cheeseburger stabbed another cheeseburger. Which do you think it could
5: be? I don't know, but the person who put that together was—I worked in TV news. Yeah. What is your problem? Can you can you figure out something more uh, direct of what this is? What this
2: is? Oh god, the number of times. It is kind of fun though to see, just like. The Tonight, Show, Johnny Carson, he used to read those weird headlines. Yeah. Okay. In television news, as you know, sometimes what's behind the reporter to illustrate what he's talking about is just as funny as those newspaper headlines. Yeah. And maybe
5: there's some graphic designers like, I'm going to try to put this in and see if anybody notices. Yes. Okay.
2: See, now, I would be the guy with the crayon, for those people who know what what scrolls across the bottom. (laughs) I would put something in from time to time. Yeah. Just to see if people... In fact, I did that one time. This uh, When I was doing another version of this program, it was on video. You could watch it online. Oh. And the words that went underneath me a lot of times were news headlines. And sometimes I would just insert something. <laughs> 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 just to see who... Did anybody see. notice? Uh, occasionally, someone would go, what the hell was that? But, you know, you got to keep people on the video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another one that gets me is when they shoot video for television news. And they're just being lazy. So... There was one time, the uh, news organization in Gainesville, Florida, they were talking about a priest that had gotten in trouble. Okay. And the whole time they were talking about this, they were showing video of a street.
5: Oh. So he was in trouble on I that streets?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea What's, what this yeah, street what we, what, yeah, what, has to do with the story. It's completely unrelated. And then they kept looping the street over and over again because they had like it was a nice long story and they had like maybe five seconds of video of the street. So I have to watch the same damn car go by again and again. Oh my god!
5: All right, women's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowgirls will be in Las Vegas this evening to meet UNLV. Both teams have won seven of their eight of seven of eight Mountain West Conference games. So both teams are really going to find out what they're made of leading the league. UW 12-7 and seven overall, and UNLV comes in at 17-2. and two. That's a 7.30 start from Las Vegas tonight. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys got to 5-3 in Mountain West play and and in 12-9 overall with an 83-72 win over the Air Force down in Colorado Springs. The Cowboys were just great from the three-point line, hitting 12-19. of 19. And Brendan Wenzel had six of those threes. He was 7-8 of eight from the line, held the Cowboys to 25, and then led the Cowboys Boys with 25 points. Mason Walters had 22. Air Force hit 13 threes out of 33 attempts. They follow the 1-7 in league play, 8-12 overall. Cowboys will be in Vegas on Saturday to meet UNLV. Girls High School basketball from over the weekend. First on Friday, Cheyenne East got to 14-2 on the year with a 58-41 win over Cheyenne Central, so Central drops to 11-4. Kelly Walsh is 4-10 after a 40-38 win over Rock Springs. The Toronto lost to Sheridan 59-47. Newcastle over Glenrock, 42-36. On Saturday, Saturday, Natrona absorbed a 55-22 loss to Cody. to drop to 3-10. Rock Springs over Cheyenne South, 52-12. Douglas over Glen Rock, 74-19. Upton defeated Midwest 64-6. and am right, a winner over KC, 63-26. In football, Wyoming Cowboy graduate linebacker Easton Gibbs will be in the East-West Shrine Bowl in Frisco, Texas. That All-Star game will be tomorrow afternoon, and it's a great place to be seen by NFL scouts. Gibbs is eighth in school history in tackles with 362 and was the first team all-mountain West conference selection. High school wrestling from last night under the, the Thunder Basin Boys, who won the Ronthon Tournament in Riverton over the weekend, beat Kelly Walsh in a duel 39-28. Tonight, Laramie will be at Cheyenne Central for a duel. In college wrestling, the Wyoming Cowboys will host South Dakota State in a duel in Laramie tomorrow night. South Dakota State comes in ranked 11th in the country, and UW coming off a duel win over Northern Colorado the last time out, so they are 6-5 and five in duels so far this season. And that's
2: it in sports. Today's the last day of January. Yes, it is. Okay. And then and tomorrow is Feb. Yeah, it is February now when we were reaching the end of 2023 in December I was looking at the calendar going I'm still working on like late February or March how are we already in December right okay we've already reached the end of January of 2024 so I need to work on slowing things down because there's a lot I want to get done this year well you
5: know what the thing is we're slowing down and and, in a lot of respects the world is is quickened a bit yes so that's why, like, where did January go? So what are you telling me? Just get over it? Get over it, yeah. Oh, okay. That's Stop nice. complaining and just yeah. get over I'm it. You're, quit, a, you're a smart man.
2: Deal with it. I'm going to quit asking for advice, Frank. You're not... Oh, no, no,
5: no. no. The, we, the last person, <laughs> people you want to take advice from is us.
2: Oh, that's true. Okay. Don't no, do and it. And yet, I do it for four hours a day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local... Update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming.